Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Just Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Alright, folks, coming to you live here at the Brownlee Dumb Show, folks. This is episode 74 here, a big, big day, a big episode here for the Brownlee Dumb Show. Why is that, Bob? I'll tell you why, right before I let you know that that's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos. I'm Big Game Bob, coming to your local airwaves, however you're listening, why ever you're listening. Let's cut the bullshit, get right into this. Folks, I'm about to take you over to my interview with the cast of Entourage, Doug Allen, who created the show, based off of Mark Wahlberg's friends and and posse that he had with him, Doug Allen, Kevin Dillon, who plays Johnny Drama, and Kevin Connolly, who plays E. This was just incredible for me. I've, I've become very good friends with Kevin Connolly as we recorded in his studio when we did Robert O'Neill, the Navy SEAL who shot Bin Laden, um, and we've been friends ever since. And when they came with this idea to get everybody down, it was a no-brainer for me. Me being a huge fan of Entourage, I cannot tell you how excited I was for this, and I, they delivered. It, it was truly incredible. We're going to take you over there. Now, I was so eager to get this audio out after we recorded. There's still a lot of editing we got to do for the YouTube version. I said, let the folks hear the audio. We're going to give you the audio of this. And then at some point, we're going to try for early next week to compress this all, get this all rocking and rolling. We'll put the video on YouTube. For those of you who hear the audio, You're going to want to see the YouTube as well. There's bonus footage in the YouTube, such as, for example, when we're getting ready to go to start the show, bagels come in. They ordered bagels. So before we start the show, I didn't even know we were recording at the time. Pre-show, we're just sitting there eating cream cheese bagels, and the banter is just at such a premium, and it's so raw. That it, it just it was it's one of, we've had a lot of guests come on this show. This was one of the proudest moments for me of this podcast. It it was just it was that enjoyable for me just being with these guys shooting the shit. It's raw. I'm so pumped to get you guys the YouTube version as well as I was so anxious to get the audio out. So here it is, folks. The brilliantly dumb show, episode seventy four. The Entourage Crew, Big Game Bob. Folks, enjoy the hell out of this. It's a good one. Coming to you now. Well, Grace, I've been wheeling and dealing so long today in the studio that I forgot I have not even ate. But that's okay. Why is that okay? Because the Brilliant Dumb Show is presented to you by Postmates. For a limited time, Postmates has given our listeners $100 of free delivery credit For your first seven days using promo code BROBIBLE. $100 of free delivery credit with Postmates. Download that app now. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, folks, here we are, the Brilliantly Dumb Show, sitting here with Doug Ellen, the creator, writer, Kevin Dillon, who played Johnny Drama, and Kevin Connolly. Now, I'm going to spare you guys. I did it for you. I'm going to spare you the Wikipedia read. Okay, I think we all know who the, let's spare the Wikipedia weed. We all know the three people we're sitting here, right? What I will do, and I will say, 
leave it to Kevin Connolly, okay? Starts this business from the ground up. It's one of the most elaborate studios I've ever seen. Full-service bar. <laughs> the lights change in here, yet he's got no signs yeah. on the front door. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank goodness. Oh, can, it took can me we, 10 minutes when I first uh, got yeah, here. Yeah, I couldn't find the thing. Walking when I around. Yeah, that, it worked out well when looting was happening in the neighborhood. Did yes. you have a problem finding it to get out of the gate? I had a, I had a big problem gate? finding it. And everyone who's come here, I had sushi delivered here. It went somewhere else, and they, they never brought it, and they told me it was my problem. Uh, that's, so. that's intentional. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we don't want signs out here. Like, there's no reason to be here. It's not. A, we're not a retail store. It's a free. It's a. I figured it's a studio. It's a but free you, billboard for you. You it might is. want to tell the talent how to get here. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so we don't have to walk around the block ten times. That's right. We are the talent. Yes, you are. Dylan. I Doug like is that. Finally, I'm the, the talent. talent. You are. <laughs> roles. Roles reversed. Kevin here. Connolly has to listen to me now. It's oh, great. and I do <laughs> listen to you yeah. all kinds of day and night. And well, loads, well, you know? he's With, now the boss. Kevin Connolly's the big boss. Yeah, now. it really is. It's roles. Have you seen his Instagram by the way? Yeah, businessman. No, no. Kevin Connolly, business the, man. Kevin Connolly, the businessman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is so silly. Oh, yeah. This is a silly thing. I'm going to say this for the last he's, time. He's not a businessman. He's a businessman. <laughs> That's always been there. I was always uncomfortable putting. What do, I don't know what to put. I looked at actor, it. I thought it was, actor, director. I just I just something that you I are. I didn't want to take it. Irishman. I didn't want to take it. I didn't want to take, yeah, take it too Irishman. seriously. I and, didn't want to take it too and seriously. And by the way, I think it got to your head to where I think now it's Action Park Media. Oh, well, I, I think it's just. I think businessman is out of there. Businessman is out of there, and oh. it's good. It's these guys are going to act like it's because of them. But somebody said that's what it should be, right? Because at the Absolutely. end of the day, that's the brand. I'm oh, well, it's well, now like a, a running joke on our our podcast too. Oh, wait, but, Kevin, <laughs> but Kevin, are you hearing this? He changed businessman. Is he I didn't know there? that. Oh wow, oh, this is yeah, good information. Is this gone. is good. You know, the guy hosts us here at his studio. We got him right on the hot seat. Let's change it on over to you, Doug. You okay with that? I'm fine. Yeah. Steve Levinson, who's Mark Wahlberg's manager, yep, brings know. the idea for Entourage to you. You hate it. Yeah. Do you have the balls <laughs> to tell Wahlberg that you hate it? Well, the Wahlberg wasn't there, and I don't even know what Mark and Steve had discussed before. Steve just brought me um, – Mark follows his friends around with a camera, and we want to do a scripted show. And I just didn't understand the idea of entourages and people living together. And I think it was good that I didn't because it really got me to focus on how do I make this a real family as opposed to a bunch of hanger hangers-on. And not that Mark's crew is like that, but – it was important to me that we had the brother, which was not in Mark's crew, uh, the real brother, and uh, and that Eric was a guy from childhood as well, and and Turtle. So that was that was the way it switched. And you made? <laughs> did they originally have the idea to Mark being a Boston guy? You made the transfer, which I love, and I know yeah. we all love here being the New York guys. You make the transfer to make it New York guys. Did you have to run that by them? Again, you had to the be rights. honest with you, Mark was so great from the beginning. For whatever reason, he believed in me and said, "Just you know, do it how you feel." And the only thing Mark ever said, which was being funny, but he said, "Don't don't make it don't make us look bad." And right, that was it. You know, Mark, there's a Mark, bigger, bigger pool of actors to choose from too if you go to New York. Over yeah, it's just I don't know anything about Boston. I Mark, mean, it's Mark was yeah. smart in the sense that he set it up and then let Doug do his thing, yeah. and just kind of you know what, businessman. He'd yeah. pop by the set once in a while. Yeah, and, 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 and when you needed them in a pinch, like, hey, so, you know, you know, we need me to come down there and smack him around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he would show like, up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, like the, he's like in the bullpen. He's like Mariano. Just warm. call him in, yep. give him yeah. the yeah. We need Martin yeah. Scorsese. Hey, Mark, can you get Marty? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me make a call. But he hooked us up with Brady, too, Tom Brady. Yeah, but I mean, the we truth were, is. We were in a pinch, too, at that stage, because Eli Manning was supposed to 
do the spot. Uh, Eli Manning oh, this fucked This is a good story. Robbie, 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 Kevin wants Kevin wants No, no, he's playing politics. This is a good story, Doug. Tell it. Listen to this. He fucked us. I mean, it's really simple, and it's been a terrible thing for me as a huge New York Giants fan. The phone rang at my office, my cell phone. I don't know to this day how he got the number. Eli Manning said. Doug's just, a huge Giants fan. They just way. won the Super Bowl, by we the way. Doug's Ke- a huge Not me, I'm a well, Dolphins that's fan. that's right. That's, Kevin and I, huge Kevin Connolly and I were just at the Super Bowl, watched Eli win, the Tyree catch, the whole thing. and like I was there too, Doug, actually. We just, I don't think we hung out with you. We were just you, were, you had worse <laughs> seats. We were just in the nosebleeds. You can see my seats in front of you. You were in the nosebleeds. I hurt my neck looking back up where you were sitting. By the way, just the story from that, it's like, you know, the show was really big at that moment, and so many people were asking Connolly for his picture, and he kept going, yeah, my assistant will take it. And he kept handing me his phone <laughs> to take me his picture. So we almost had a fist fight for that. But, but basically, very simply, the phone rings. Eli said, it's my favorite show. I want to be on it. And I'm like, fucking Eli Manning, of course you're on it. Then I go write a script, which Eli is For him not, and Peyton, though, right? Yeah, well, because the agents that called said you should put them both in. So I write a script. Now, Peyton, we know, has a great personality. Eli, not much. Dylan's so nervous right now. He doesn't want to, like, <laughs> he doesn't want to be involved in this. You don't want to bash Eli? Eli? Dylan loves uh, Eli. I love Eli. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I you know, met him a couple times. He's a really good guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. You yeah. know what? I worked thing, my ass off writing a script. The other thing, too, in, Doug, yeah. in Doug's defense, you don't just write those scripts. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And to have it done and, like, r- ready to go and then go, oh, by the way. At the last moment. <laughs> we, too, these right? guys aren't doing it. Yeah, no callbacks. We're going to focus How on time. We're going to focus on football this fix season. It. I mean, I mean honestly, none. there was, like, two weeks from shooting, but I just thought it was a done deal. I didn't know there was a whole anything. I called his cell. No callback. Called again. No callback. Asked Jerry to call him because I knew he was a fan of Jerry's. Jerry called no callback. So, anyway, I'm sitting there. And I wrote it for these brothers, and it was going to be, you know, Vinny Chase, Johnny Chase, right. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. I'm like, how do I even replace them right now with, like, the Sharp brothers? I'm like, maybe we can get Shannon and Sterling. I don't oh, know. That would have been a good idea, too. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, Mark. I bet you they can hit the swing of the oh. clubs. I bet you they can swing oh. the clubs, right? The Sharp brothers? Yeah. But so you go to, you'd go to Mark to bring No, Mark was at the office, which I was losing my mind. A lot of people know I was just like, I'm I'm fucked. I don't have a script, and we're supposed to shoot in two weeks, and Eli's not calling me back. Also, too, you got to understand it's prepping, and there's there's a lot that goes, that goes into, into doing it. this, and to pull the rug out like that two yeah. weeks before At the it's, last it's a bad yeah. spot to be in. Yeah. And and I spot. said I said to his agents, they're like, you know, he he wants, you know, they lost to Minnesota the following year. He's like, he wants to focus on football. You understand? And I was like, no, I don't understand because as hard as he works at football. I work also, and you know what? I don't, I don't have the great defense to win two Super Bowls <laughs> for me. Ouch. You know? Ouch. <laughs> and Shots a fucking miracle Ooh. play. But anyway, but anyway, it, whatever. I mean, Doug I, Allen, Doug know, Allen, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, listen all, the reality is, great, anyway. to be clear, so, Kevin Dillon is very nice. We got Tom Brady. We got that, the greatest Well, we got Mark also. So, But to be clear, yes. listen, it is upsetting. I'm a, I'm a man of my word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I do it. And by the way, if I ask somebody for something, I do it. LeBron James called, said, I want to be on the show. I said, you're on the show. LeBron James showed up and, and killed yeah. it. Eli Manning did not. He disappeared and would not return my phone calls, and I'll never forgive him. So that's the end, <laughs> still, that's the end of the Still line. rooting for the Giants, though, right? I oh, root yeah. for the Giants, but I've been dying Jones to get him out now. of there for years, right. and he should have been out of there. I love Danny but, Jones. But, Danny uh, Jones, but, but uh, Wahlberg is at the office, and Doug is having like a minor panic attack in the <laughs> office, and Wahlberg's like, what's the problem? Doug's yeah. like, it's the Mannings, blah, blah, blah. And, Eli's, and, and Mark says, well, what about if Tom Brady and I do it? <laughs> that'll work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> that'll work. And, that'll, uh, you know, and, and it turned out. Better, obviously, and uh, now I do root for the 
I, I root for the Patriots when uh, the Giants are not doing well. Hey, well, can I talk about when, when Brady walked in that morning? Yeah. We're going to shoot with Brady. We're all hanging out. We get, we're in our wardrobe. We just went through makeup. We have those little towel, the hey, napkins. They put napkins in your so you don't get makeup, makeup on your shirt. <laughs> so we're hanging out throwing darts in the bar. It's like 6, maybe 7 a.m. And Brady walks in, hey, I'm Tom Brady. We're like, yeah, yeah we know. Shit, bro. <laughs> we know. And he's like, oh, you guys are throwing darts, huh? You mind if I throw? Oh, God. He I grabs, don't remember this. <laughs> he grabs three darts. He misses the first ball by just a fraction. <laughs> and he's like, shit. Then he goes, bullseye, bullseye. <laughs> hey, I'll see you guys out there. Two balls and walked away. Yeah, and then what, like, do on the, then what do you do on the golf course? It was he like 40 well. degrees. He was amazing. No, I'm talking about he legitimately walked out, grabbed a club with no practice swing, and almost holding one it from a oh, R3. He, he took it and, I don't know, two. But two I did during our lunch period. Yeah. Tom's like, hey, Kevin, you want to <laughs> go play nine? Lunch period. You like that, right? Uh, lunch yeah. break. What are you, in eighth grade? He was running a tight <laughs> ship. Um, the other so thing, on our the lunch other... break, we ended up playing nine holes, walked out, walked around with his beautiful wife and his kid. The other thing, too, the other thing, too, about. going to be really good. Robbie, these guys, like a lot of these guys, it's like, obviously, as New York fans, you're trained to hate Tom Brady. And then Tom Brady comes through for you in the clutch for the show, shows up to do the movie. Nicest guy in the world. He's the nicest guy in the world. Gronkowski's awesome. Edelman. The the list goes on and on. I'm like, wow, the the Patriots are the greatest guys in the world. As you guys go on, though, and at first, if it was hard to get people, as you guys go on and it's so successful... Is it now easy? You kind of yeah. have your pick at who's going to come on well, the show. Well, to be honest, the, they started calling us, which was very cool. Amazing. So, you know, I mean, but we really could not get anybody. Lamar Odom was one of the first people to do us a solid and come on. Obviously, Mark was on. But, and by uh, the way, he has no calves, too. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm supposed to say how great his calves are. Like, you know, usually, there. usually guys like who are 6'10 or 6'11 don't have Well, he's got a basketball calves, player body. Yeah, he's got a basketball yeah. player. I heard you, Doug, talk about with the Victory Podcast that is out now, what I heard you, and it sounds like Kevin was almost the – is it safe to say to have Kevin for Johnny Drama – was the easiest fit for you, the most sure thing. You know, I felt, I heard you say Ari Gold, as far as he came from Wahlberg's agent, was having Johnny Drama as Kevin. You're talking about sure casting-wise? Casting-wise. I mean, to be honest with you, we, we can talk about, you know, uh, who's better, perhaps. But no, the, the five guys, there really were no second choices for any of them. What I've said about Dylan, I mean, Jeremy, I offered it to. I wrote the part with Jeremy in mind, and I, I, I thought about it. With Dylan, when he walked in, he just... Killed it to the point of where I I thought he's going to win an Emmy. I really said that to Steve Levinson that day. No Connelly, go, bro. no go. Connolly, <laughs> we met, Connolly, we met at dinner. Oh, for and, three. And I just I knew he was the guy before he ever read for it. So and the same same thing with Jerry. They were all just they were the right guys. And and like you said, why New York over Boston? Because that's where I grew up and that's what I know. And to be honest, we're Doug so- didn't think we were tough enough for Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started out with a much that's tougher show. By the way, there was a much tougher version of the show. The first draft of the script, which we're going to read on the podcast at some point, was more Mark kind of guys. Dominic Lombardozzi is turtle. I don't know if you know Dom from. That's a that's the, a rough and tumble bunch. Yeah, I mean this was like you didn't want to fuck with them. So this was like the softer. Dylan doesn't like this, by the way, but this is like <laughs> the softer entourage. And uh, but the truth is, these are guys that are I could exactly have fit in with that like entourage. A, by the way, maybe you, Kev. I don't know. I'm not sure if Connolly would fit in, but these are guys I grew up with. This Jeez. is how I grew up, and they kind of fit right in with the way I grew up, and so it made it easier to write than if I was Do you remember Doug approaching you about casting for this? 
Well, I, I, I approached him. I came, showed up at the audition, <laughs> and uh, I was actually all, I was wearing a Titleist hat, I think. And well, I was, Dylan I, came from I the had course. golf spikes. He came from the course. I had shorts and golf spikes. Dylan walked in with out. golf spikes into an audition, which is so bizarre <laughs> and instantaneous. I remember, I honestly remember that day. I was like, what the fuck is this? And one line out of the guy's mouth was was magic. It was. And also, too, the funny thing about Dylan was like, yeah, what do you want to do? I'm coming from the course. What do you want, what do you want to come yeah, yeah. barefoot? I, I come, I'm coming straight fresh up the course. I got the my course. Oh, you're going I should have. Uh, Which is a very Johnny drama it. as is right out of you the know, gate. Yeah, Listen. no, drama would dress up to the part. You know what? There is, people always say, what's similar and what's not. There are a lot of elements of similarities and a lot of differences, but what they bro- both bring what they both bring is they're both really likable people. You know what I mean? Johnny Drama and Kevin Dillon are both just likable oh. guys that you want to hang out with. So, you know? I mean, so, <laughs> somebody drinks too much. <laughs> I think a lot of people say, and I think you guys would agree, the reason it was so successful is the chemistry. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's so apparent. How long and the do writing. you guys... And the writing, of course. <laughs> I think it's more the writing, but no. I'm just, I, I mean, I think honestly, it was uh, the chemistry between these guys was instantaneous. The first time they were in a room together, it, it just felt like. It was like that noticeable. It was, it was mm-hmm. that. It felt like this. It doesn't feel any different. We started busting on each other immediately. Even at the screen test. Well, yeah. I, like I mean, I know, this, I know this story. I've told this story a bunch of times, but, you know, it was a room full of people. And, you know, whatever. It's the, it's the final one. People are, there's nerves are, nerves are high. Right. And I walked up to Dylan, and I hadn't met him, and I was like, bro, you know you're the only drama here. <laughs> and he's like, really? I'm like, there was yeah. about, There was about 60 people in the room. <laughs> I, I figured there's got to be 10 I'm dramas like, in I'm here. Like, I'm like, eyeballing. you're the only drama in here. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, all right. That I'm took like, the heat off a little bit, I got to say. Well, speaking of I was able to relax off, a little bit. Don't you end up before Turtle Turtle? Don't you bum a cigarette, which you guys say on the yeah, podcast. You yeah. bum a cigarette off Jerry Ferrara. One for behind his ear. One for behind the ear. One for the this for the road. We got stuck out there for a while waiting for our audition. So well, you're they do nervous mixing and matching. So I'm like, I need another cigarette, bro. you got to give me another one. So I ended up smoking like four of his cigarettes. And I mean, it's nuts to think, you know, that we're casting these four guys who are supposed to be in high school together. And Kevin was 15 years older than Jerry. Right. And it was that was that was probably the only thing that was stressful about the chemistry between these guys. Were people going to be bothered Not by that? One time Nobody in ever 20 mentioned. years no, has never, anybody never ever said, well, all right, we'll let it slide. But it's a little weird that, you know, yeah, right, drama. Yeah. Not one time has anybody said yeah. it. You told a very interesting story when you came on my podcast on how HBO, it, it aired the first episode of the first season on a Sunday and you said that next Monday your life changed did you guys get the same thing where it was no not the first episode. <laughs> well well Ke- you know also too Kevin you know was in the doors Kevin was in platoon yeah. Kevin was already sort of known anyway for me I wasn't and I felt an immediate difference on Monday yeah and I granted yeah. I live in West Hollywood and like I'm right in the thick of it but I could just it was literally Monday Tuesday I was like wow that was I just remember being struck by how fast people caught on. Well, I just had somewhere heads mids, turning or mids, whatever. Uh, well, like like once it started episode there. three, episodes four, th- th- we started seeing a difference. A lot more. I felt the difference in their egos started growing real quick. <laughs> Mine was already huge. Uh, <laughs> being the sex symbol that I am. Do, can, do, do you realize at, at a point now when it's so big, 
that you're probably that people some people are going to be calling you Johnny Drama Everyone. for the rest. I mean that uh, yeah. that's just the way yes. it's going to be. At, at one stage, I said, "Doug, I'm going to definitely get typecast here." Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, it's be tough you know, to get out. Here's, of here's the other thing too. You know, uh, Ed O'Neill was Al Bundy till Modern Family came along, so you're typecast until you're not. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's through lots that. of examples, and and also too, we we talk about this like. I, I don't have any problem being connected to this show ever for the rest of my life. I don't. Yeah. People call me whatever they want. I don't give a fuck what they do. <laughs> um, but when the right thing comes along, and certainly Kevin, it, you know, it just one day Johnny Drama, and then it's like out the window. I mean, yeah. if Ed O'Neill can shake Al Bundy. Yeah, and win I mean, Emmys come on, on I mean, Modern yeah. Family. What, no I mean, I always says, what, what, what do you Harrelson? Woody Harrelson. Was I, I mean, it was, I remember when Oliver Stone cast him in Natural Born Killers, and Cheers was my favorite show. I was like, is that a joke? And then you watched him, and you're like, okay, this guy's going to become like, the biggest <laughs> right. movie star yeah. in the world. Yeah. So it is getting the right role at the right yeah. time. And that's why having having this guy and all of them, obviously. But, I mean, Kevin Dillon, I was like, how has this guy not been doing sitcoms for years? He's one of the funniest people ever. It's and incredible. it's just the that's right thing. The crazy thing about this business, though, I started out doing a comedy called Heaven Help Us. And after that, I started doing more serious stuff. And then they forget that you could do comedy. And now they forget that I could do drama. I mean, <laughs> right, no, that's how, that, you know, that's the way it works. By the way, it happens to everybody. If a DP friend of mine was, like, doing all these, like, dark movies, and they were like, well, he can't, you know, and then he wanted to get yeah. paid, so he did a comedy. He did, right. like, Ted, and then they were like, well, this guy, he's a comedy guy. Right. He's not he dark. Can't shoot drama. <laughs> he's not dark. He can't shoot drama. <laughs> he, did a, he did a teddy bear movie, you know? Did, so, did you thing. guys, I, I've heard Seinfeld talk about it, and it, Larry David as well, that their success on Seinfeld, that they were so scared as seasons got renewed, that they were that it was so good and it was so successful that they were so afraid to ruin it. A as seasons go on, did you guys have that to where you said you almost don't want to do another season because of how good it's been? Well, it, I don't no. want to speak for Doug. <laughs> I wanted more and more seasons. Like I don't, eight was enough. I don't want to speak, speak, speak Kevin, to Kevin, you want to think about but that? We sure. we, but we, we're able to do fewer episodes. The, the idea of cranking out 22, 24 yeah. high-end scripts, which is what Simon had to do, that's a daunting... But well, we did 21 year, which one year, which is hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. but for me, I, you know, uh, every episode, I was like, uh, uh, how are we going to do this again? It wasn't that the success. That really had nothing to do with it. I never thought, oh, people like us. I got to make sure that they keep liking us. I just had my own standards and my own thoughts, whether it worked or not. And we, we talked about this on our podcast. Every season ending, and especially with this fucking guy, every day he'd be calling <laughs> so me. I was terrible. like, you know, so season terrible. finales are really important. <laughs> so I'd be sitting there typing, and I hate my, I hate myself already. But I'm like, this sucks. It's like, it's like say, season oh, at the end of the day, it comes down to the finale. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can have twelve good episodes if that last one that sucks. Finale you know? sucks, and people spend the next like, six months going. Eh. So that was always, it was always stressful. And honestly, I really do. I feel now, looking back, whether I never do anything again in my life, I feel like all. Our season endings were, were good. Amazing. And, and we delivered the them. And, and, you know, we all we all had a real good time doing it. But the writing process was probably the hardest of all. Once you get on set, I could have done this for the rest of my life. But sitting there and trying to figure out what drama is going to do this week is always challenging, you know? <laughs> That's the other thing, too, that actors, and, uh, you know, I'm saying this as a businessman. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times as a, as a, as a director or a writer or producer, you're there six months before. You're there six months after. Kevin Dillon and I, we come in. We shoot for yeah. three months at like various nightclubs in the Hollywood area. Doug is there yeah. six months before, 12 hours a day working yeah. on the scripts. That's a grind. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is a, a, just a different experience yeah. for them. And then you're on the right, set the directing half, right. half the episodes. Right. 
And then, and then years later, the, these guys get offered a ton of money to go show up somewhere. Oh, yeah, Doug is and so then sour. And then, and then like, He's sour about and then Saudi like, Arabia. And then they call me because they're my friends, I guess. And they're like, you should come. I'm like, By the way, they right. did a Comic-Con. We did a Comic-Con in Saudi oh, Arabia. I'm like, let me call my agent. And they're like, they'd love you to come. I'm like, they're going to give you 2500 bucks. I'm like, to You're go to Saudi scale. Arabia? I'm going to go for 2500 bucks. I got to pay taxes on that, How too? How much were they pressuring you to do the movie? Were you guys busting his balls? to get a movie written because there was a lot of talk about it when I think when the eighth season was over there was a lot of talk about a movie yeah. we, there was always the goal right it was always the goal yeah you know what I was I was always a procrastinator and a, and, a, and a lazy writer so when the show was going you have no choice there's episodes there's shooting you gotta go but once it was over and people were like which the movie it should have come out a year or two earlier but uh, it just took some time so really it was Wahlberg said what are you doing like Get this going. Let's go. And that, that was that was the impetus. But it should have happened a year earlier, and it probably would have been better off, you know? That way. Yeah. Are you guys blown away by the – because not only, obviously, the show was so successful. What, what's amazing to me, it's got the Sopranos feel in the sense that people will rewatch it multiple times. Does the longevity of it blow you away? Yeah, kind of. I mean, especially with the, the pandemic going on. I, more people are watching it because they're stuck at home. And we got a whole new generation of kids kind of getting into it. That's what's amazing. Yeah. yeah I'm doing this. Uh, it's, it's called Cameo. But all of a sudden I noticed. <laughs> By the way, he's trying oh. to get a little extra <laughs> income today. Kevin you, want bir- on cameo. you want a birthday message from Kevin Dillon. He'll well, that's give what it, it is. A lot of birthdays for like kids who are 19, 20 years old. And I'm like, this like, kid is 10. Well, yeah, like, there's like, no way his parents let him watch this show. <laughs> Kevin, but, yeah, you, they're just rewatching it. Were now. you ever starstruck on set where you guys have these different appearances? What was the most pinch yourself moment? Oh, Kevin man. Kevin doesn't really. Uh, Kevin's not a starstruck. Yeah, I don't no, see I'm you not getting really, I, I don't I, get starstruck, maybe, maybe, but you know. I mean, it, it, there was some. Every time I'm James around, Cameron, you're a little gun James Cameron, I was like, oh, man, I'd love to work with you, bro. <laughs> no, J- <laughs> Dylan, Remember what I said? Dylan, Dylan said James Cameron. I always knew we'd be working together, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't expect think, it to I be like this. I didn't expect it to be under these circumstances. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I mean, whether Kevin remembers it this way or not, Kevin Dillon, but when we played, we got a chance to play golf with Wayne Gretzky. And Kevin Dillon, he could say whatever he wants. He was very nervous when it started. He was like, he kind wanted of to like, shoot a score. Hi, Mr. Gretzky, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then we had like three margaritas in. He's like slapping Wayne on the back. Great <laughs> shot, bro. Well, me yeah. and Wayne both, both played really well that day. <laughs> and he beat me by a stroke. It was his golf course. It was at Sherwood. But I think I shot a 78. He shot a 77. It was a great day. So uh, dinner time, Rob, what are you thinking? Al, I, I actually think I'm going to go with my fourth dish of chicken parm this week. Europe, Europe. Chicken parmaholic, bro. Can't stop. Yeah. And I can get it anytime I want, anytime I need it. You can. You know how? No, tell me. Using the Postmates app. Oh, I love it. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a bottle of wine after work, maybe that bottle of wine turns into three bottles of wine, Alex. You could Postmate some Advil, too. They do it all over at Postmates. For a limited time only, Postmates has given our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code BROBIBLE. That's code BROBIBLE for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Alex, that's a lot of fucking bottles of wine. Right and there. chicken parm. And chicken parms. A little bit, little bit of both. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. But Were he- you nervous golfing with Brady? 
not really, because I had been hanging out with him all morning, and uh, <laughs> we just had a great time out there. We walked around. We also had, he's we, such an easygoing guy. He's such a light. I don't even remember if Kevin uh, was there, but we had Phil Mickelson on the show. Who I showed I played, up. I played a couple I showed with. up with him that day, but I couldn't wait all day for you guys to finish. You, you ended up <laughs> shooting pretty late. Yeah. But I got got him on the show. If yeah. you recall, I, I do put recall. You on the yeah. Phone. Yep. And so we I got ran into him on a golf course. My dad had painted him. He's a portrait painter. And I said, "Hey, Phil, would you uh, would you do the show?" <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, I, I love the show." I said, "I'm going to call Doug Allen right now." I called him. I put you guys now, on the phone together. And now, unfortunately, Kevin had forgotten because he doesn't watch the show that we had just had a line that said he's melting down like Mickelson at Wingfoot. I thought that was an <laughs> okay? improv line. But so <laughs> it was not an improv line uh, in the script and written. So I'm like. He might hate us. I have no idea, you know. But anyway, we got him on the show, and then I kind of forgot about it, thinking like, oh, he doesn't remember. He walks on. I'm like, he's like, melting down like Mickelson at Wingfoot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, but he thank was, God he he's was got great. a great sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah stuff, thank God. He was awesome. Yeah. That's me. Uh, another question that I had for you guys with how fast everything's going, and, and Kevin, you kind of alluded to it, it as well. Did you have time to kind of – with again, with how fast it was all happening, did you have time to kind of sit back and realize just the moment you were in of how great the times were, or was it just moving too fast where it was hard to even? I think Kevin was always good at that, and it's something that I learned from Kevin. Sitting back just, and like enjoy it while suck it's happening. It in, guys, yeah. breathe it in. This is a, I, it's as good as it gets, right. and I still look back on it like that. It doesn't get any better. Yeah, it, re- it really doesn't. Um, I, I talked a little bit about it. For me, the one thing I wish I could do over because I've gotten a little bit more control of it is sort of like the anxiety. I would get massive uh, anxiety on red carpets. Like, not the entourage red carpets, but at the Emmys well, or whatever it was. I would abuse you, and then you would, <laughs> we would abuse each other well, on th- the red by carpets. The way, thank God I had these guys because, I don't know, I just I just wish I would have enjoyed some of that right. a little bit more. Right. Um, but the anxiety g- got the best of me until we got to the bar, basically, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, me and Connolly used to actually just go. There was a while there for We had to call a, a year truce. We were taking we shots said, at we, each let's, other. Let's, let's go easy. Before like, the fun. red carpet It was all event. fun. But or like we go. This was before the red carpet Kevin event? at the on the red carpet. Kevin took a Cheap shot at me. I'm talking like children punching each other, like (laughs) like kids, like little fucking kids. Yeah, I mean, you you made a comment about my spray tan. (laughs) I got a a free spray tan, so uh, one of those luxury suites, the uh, HBO luxury suites. Did it did it bother you guys, or did it make it better that Jeremy Piven wasn't as close knit with you guys off the scenes? It almost seems that you guys had this crew. And he wasn't as close in the crew. Did that help it, or do you, did it bother you guys? I think a it was bit? exactly what the show was. It's like yeah. the four best friends, and then there was the agent who, in real life, they wouldn't hang out without. Like yeah, but that. but so. he was fine. I mean, uh, you know, it was never like a problem. I just he's not a guy that. I would say, hey, let's go uh, have a drink or go watch a movie or play golf. You know, Kevin and well, I our immediately. Our characters wouldn't have done that in real life anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I mean, it was it was not a weird thing. It just, you know, we just, he was piven, piven. Did know? it kind of make it better since, as you said, it that didn't it, hurt that's it. kind of the way it was. To me, it, 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 to me, it all worked perfectly. And it was, you know, again, Jeremy, he's a Chicago guy. We were New York guys. And, and, and it's. He's bit, definitely not know? tough enough for Brooklyn either. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a method. It's kind of a method you had to acting get something thing. Right? <laughs> it's a method acting thing. You know, it's the way a, a method actor would work. But I also think it really is these four guys 
I like to keep myself in the group, whether I was in it or not. You were there. weren't in Saudi Arabia, but you were in Saudi Arabia for 2500 bucks while Bill is getting a half a million bucks to show up in Saudi Arabia. But but anyway, I mean, I it felt like from minute one, we were boys that all would have gone to high school together, even though, again, Jerry was significantly younger than me, Kevin as well. But Jeremy, I mean... He just—he was a Chicago guy, and it was a—it was a different thing. Also, too, we—we we are all big sports fans, right. so we always had sports in common, right? Whether it was golf or games, I mean, I don't know. There was just never uh, a shortage of things to talk about, really. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like there was never—I don't know—we just all had similar interests, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Each other. What's What's amazing to me, and why, and you know, you had discussed it again in Victory the podcast, which to me was just awesome because you get a behind Thanks. the scenes of you know of what went down, even the casting. That, to me, is one of the most fascinating parts, is getting this cast together. It was so perfect to a point where I almost feel like you guys, not totally, but in some way, are like your characters in real life. Is it, it, Would you agree with that? To oh, a yeah. Slightly darker versions. Yeah, of you, you always bring a lot of yourself to the character. And but, I mean, Johnny Drama is way nuttier than I am. And he's, <laughs> well, like he's way better looking than Kevin temper. Connolly. You know? well, he gets I, a lot more like girls it, than like Kevin Connolly. No, actually, that's probably not true. <laughs> I, I, I gotta, think I'm a little edgier. I got to ask you this, because Kevin told this story on the podcast, and to me, this is so Johnny Drama. It, it's, fa- <laughs> it's fascinating. People don't really understand how extreme the Malibu fires were and how serious of a time that was. I was working at the hotel down the road. There was people evacuating. Yeah. You're in your backyard. You decide not to evacuate. Yes. At that point, Kevin, you knew that he was I, not. Gonna when I was watching the news reports, I'm like, no, there's way. no, no way. way. Dylan bailed. He's he's fighting this fire as we That's see. amazing to me. Yeah, I well, knew it. I, I would have bet my get, life on it. I had to get my daughter out of town and my dogs and uh, and my ex with all her pets and all that. So I got them out, and then I got a call from my manager, Lisa. She's like, "Don't panic, but your guest house is on fire." And I'm like, I got to go. You guys are safe. I'm going back in. <laughs> so I drove back in through flames. And uh, my guest house was not on fire. It was my next door neighbor's house. But I was able to put out embers that were burning all Kevin over saved the place. his house. Fact. It's incredible. I yeah. saved a, and I saved a couple neighbors' houses as well. I was not able to save Nick Nolte's house, which I tried my best. but <laughs> And he was actually working with, with my brother Matt in Europe at the time. And... My brother Matt's like, get the fuck out of there. What are you, crazy? You got insurance? And I could hear Nick in the back, how's my house? <laughs> and, and Dylan says, tell him I tried, bro. <laughs> hey, how about, uh, can we talk about you with the riot situation? Or, oh, uh, yeah, no, I went out, yeah, the, the drones. Can, we, can you say that? What? And, no, okay. I, I was <laughs> taking it easy, if I would say. With the drones, no. I mean, listen, the, the, yeah. you talk about no signs out here, but, you know, this was a hotbed for the looting, and places on both sides of us got destroyed destroyed and because we don't have signs i think people thought it was an empty building when in reality we got more st- stuff in here i'm glad he's giving an advertiser to loot this place <laughs> and, uh, in reality come here there's more shit than anywhere on robertson don't say robertson. where it is uh, robertson we're on uh, beverly <laughs> well i asked him about goal i texted him and i said how's goal the sports yeah. bar is forget about goal i'm worried about actually <laughs> yeah. Yeah. media yeah i goal yeah. Uh, also untouched we, we, we just yeah. got lucky good but, yeah. How does how does the idea come for the podcast for you guys to get a podcast going? Obviously, podcasts are so big. People want to hear from you guys. You know, big fans of the show. How did this come about? Okay, so well, I was sitting at goal with you when you asked me. If I've been I well. To I've been involved. I've been pitching Kevin early, and I always knew that Doug hadn't 
he's just talking. He talks a lot. He's a good talker. <laughs> he's a great talker. So like, I, I always knew that there was a place for Doug. And <laughs> a place for me. <laughs> just like in Saudi Arabia. There was a place in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, Doug is good. Doug can do this. We just had to find the right fit. And I'm Doug, I don't know if you remember. We Doug came in one day, and I was in there, and we were just kind of talking and just getting used to the the microphone and all that kind of stuff. And then and then these, you know, we start to see these other shows, and now Action Park Media is kind of building. And it just made the most sense. And I, I finally said to these guys, I said, guys, look, I think we could really do something here, you know, and let's let's give it a crack, you know. And and the, and yeah, because it's such new territory, you don't know. But we came in and did that first episode. We had a blast. It's the easiest thing to record. It's the easiest thing to listen to. You it's just studier lines than <laughs> before, which is nice. Yeah, well, right. by the way, I mean, I've been talking about I've been asked to do podcasts for like five years, which I do feel very stupid. There's that a I place for you. That I didn't realize yeah. how this was going to grow into what it is, and you were going to go from working at a hotel to having a huge, successful podcast. But my whole life, this is kind of what I wanted to do. I don't know how I ended up yeah. sitting in a house by yeah. myself writing. And, uh, you know, when we... I came to Kevin. I said, I want to do one. And I came in here. He let me do a couple of practices. But we didn't... We kept saying, I need, like, a partner. I need someone to do it. And I kept telling him to do it with me. And then he said, what about Dylan? I'm like, are you kidding it's me? No if, if Dylan's going to show up here every week, it'll be amazing. So, And it really has been. Like I said, it feels like high school. Not that we don't see each other, but it is. The second we get back together, it's like no time has passed. It's exactly the same, and it's, it was fun. So. And it was a no-brainer for you, Kevin, once they uh, you know, once they figured oh, out. Once really, we got his deal. Really once we got his deal. No, no. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like anything else. It's like the things you don't know. You go, I, I don't know what I'm getting I into. Didn't know. What am I, I don't really into? know. I didn't know anything about podcasts, yeah. but uh, hanging out with these guys was a no-brainer. I love you know hanging out with them. We always we always get together, you know. I knew the three if we of could, us I knew Jerry. if we could get Kevin in here and like he could see, you know, look, come on, look at us. We're drinking uh you have a couple we're of drinking things. a couple of drinks, we're talking, couple, couple we're talking. Bro yeah, Bible. Good Bible. Bro Bible. This is this yeah. is good bro for Bible. Bible. Take another sip. What when, you when did Bro Bible's <laughs> beer come out? Uh, they got a great beer, no, bro they, Bible. Listen, those koozies have been in, uh, in there for a <laughs> yeah. long time. I didn't ever even realize that. That's well, a cold I, beer, is that not? That's a cold course light you're looking at. These bro bible koozies really do the trick. It, it was. Uh, we're gonna need uh, another round. <laughs> yeah, you know what people don't give you what it doesn't get talked enough about that I didn't even know till you came on the show, which I think it's really cool, is that you guys, the four of you, decided because you would think as seasons goes on, things get more complicated about financially from contract standpoint and all that. Didn't you guys agree to all, in order to yes. avoid all of that, all take the same? And the all, the yeah, four guys, and, and also, also too. You know, again, I'm giving Kevin Dillon a lot of credit in this. Well, episode. I did fall on a sword. Well, on that well, that's what I'm saying. But, 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 but you know, listen, you know, you could have you could have argued that Kevin was entitled to more for multiple reasons. Because your resume he had a he had a bigger he had a bigger yes. body of work. He got nominated for a couple of Emmys. Kevin could have said, "Guys, listen, I love you, but fuck, uh, fuck." I off. thought it would equal more seasons, and, which and, it did and, not. And actually. the truth, but no, but but the truth is, the the best thing about it was that it kept it really did keep all of us together. And then there was no animosity about scripts or storylines or whatever yeah. it was it was like but kevin led that charge to say like listen we, we, we we're worth more together than apart you know so yeah. and and it really did i want to say it would have kept the peace but who knows what would have happened you know sorry Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. So unfortunately. See how much Bush he knows about podcasts was, right there. I knew right? it had to be Kevin's fault. <laughs> that was Bush League. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Kevin, yeah, I don't, I'll fall on the sword. That's my buddy dramatic. Mike. He's looking for but, uh, golf right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, we got to tee it up. 
But that was good. Kevin kept the, kept the band together by... It just took any thought, any seed of whatever it took out of it, and, and, and you know, it was, you know, that was Kevin Dillon. Does that make your job easier, Doug, so you don't have to, to worry about all of that? I mean... Of course, but the truth is, is that I always got involved with these guys and did the best I could because we were good friends, which is good and bad. But I would talk about their deals with them. I would do everything I could to make sure they could get whatever they could. And uh, you know, it was also, you know, in terms of Jeremy's deal, because people used to say, "Does Jeremy make more money?" Jeremy signed a two-year deal when it started, which never happens in TV. You have to sign a six-year deal. But because it's like he, a standard thing. But because he wasn't a main character, there were four main characters. They all had to sign six-year deals. And Jeremy, which I had to convince HBO to do because they did not want to, even if they, did, if they didn't have him for a six-year deal, they did not want to go forward with him. They wanted me to cast somebody else. But I kind of made a stand, and I told Ari Emanuel to call HBO and say, we need Jeremy. And if, if the agent leaves after two years, if we're lucky enough to be on after two years, then so be it. So and that was actors also do too, that all the also time. Also, too, in, in, in Piven's defense, again, it's a pilot, right? He's, he's not he's in the pilot. He's just you know keeping his options open. But I, I, I don't blame him. In hindsight, yeah, you signed the six-year deal. But the time... He doesn't know what it's going to be. He doesn't know what it's going to turn into. So they gave him the two-year deal. So he was just on a different trajectory. But listen, anyone, if you can get, obviously, if you have the power to get a two-year deal on a TV show, you want that. If the show turns successful, you can renegotiate it if it doesn't. But I was only making the point that that, that's why his deal was different than everybody else. Not tied to ours. Right. But you have to commit to a six-year deal even before. Every show, before you get the job. Yeah. But then there is a renegotiation usually if if the show's a hit which ours was and that's the other thing too like I, w- at, I would what was it, i would four year i would uh, i would years? say uh hbo you know was always so fair with us yeah no you doubt. know there was go. never negotiations are never ugly when it was time to get a raise they gave us a raise it was like oh all right yeah okay i'd say wow, the only really? issue i have is they just cut the show show too short we had legs we could have well, kept going I, well i mean you know the president of hbo who put us on and the second in charge they both left so it was a new regime there yeah. they yeah. wanted to do their own shows which whatever I, I i think some of them were not so good but whatever mm-hmm. but uh that was the way it was and they got to decide that but but one thing back to that six-year deal i remember when i i went to adrian i was excited to tell him you got the job and he's like i don't want to do six years of tv <laughs> <laughs> so he really was he was so vince like in his lack of like you know some actors are so desperate to get work, and so Adrian wasn't. He was very chill, and like what happens, happens, and he'll go from there. So. Also, too, if you're on a, let's say you're on, I don't know, let's call it a, a, you know, Law and Order, right? You're doing 24 episodes a year. That's a nine, ten month job with two months off, 12 hours a day. I mean, it's 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 one weird. hour shows, one so hour shows. You know, so. we we would do very. We were a three four month shoot in L.A. It just couldn't have been it couldn't have been some it wasn't as daunting w- with what we were doing to sign a six-year contract for one of those shows is a big commitment it's, yeah. a, it's a lifestyle change it's so, something you have to commit to. so you guys weren't ready to be done after eight seasons you were pushing to keep going no i was I done well, we done. knew you were, <laughs> I, was you, done. You I was done i mean i listen i wanted i you, you want to make as much money as you possibly can and when you have something hot but i was done i mean it was it was and uh, again, love. We also it. If, knew if, it was coming. It wasn't yeah. like we woke up one no. day. Well, there was a syndication deal, which kind of was a right. dead giveaway. That right. yeah, we're uh, yeah. I mean, l- listen, it's like anything else. Once you hit a certain number and they can syndicate you, they're just which, by money. the way, though, is very difficult. Cash in. Single camera shows rarely syndicate. So 
we did. We were lucky, so there was a big pile of money, and I think uh, they thought it, it, it ran its course. And uh, immediately after it was over, though, Warner Brothers started talking about doing a movie. So obviously there were people thought there were still legs there. And again, if the show, you know, I think our, our last season was our highest rating. So things were going good, even though some people like to, you know, say they didn't like the show as much uh, towards the end. But um, I it's think always easy to say that. Yeah, yeah it's always. Yeah. Easy. But it, you know what? It was for me. I, I was just I was tired, you know, and I wish I wish there were more scripts, because like I said, being on the set with these guys, I could do every single day for the rest of my life. But sitting in a room by myself. Writing scripts was was tiresome. So, let me ask you something, Kevin. Did you go to the movie theater when it aired? Did you take no, it in on I, the big I, screen? Well, I, I did the premiere. Yeah, you know, but that's not really the same as a a crowd in the nature, like a real. Yeah. But no, I, di- I didn't go. Is no. the feel doing a movie and even writing it? Is, does it just feel different not than even a show? One percent. I didn't no. think it's it the felt same. It's the exactly same thing. You know why? We, it's our, the same we cast. had a premiere. Really? We had a premiere. It would be in a movie theater, so it always played like a movie. It really yeah. did. And we shot it. it on the we big shot screen. it like a movie, and I wrote scripts. They were shorter, obviously, but I wrote it like a movie. There was really no difference. And you would I mean, play literally, two back to back, so it was an hour long. It felt like a movie. Yeah, yeah but it, it and it literally. I mean, we had the same crew. I mean, every nothing changed. It was like yeah. it was season nine. It was kind of like you were just doing your regular. It was, yeah. and it was, also it was Warner Brothers doing how, season nine. How long was it between like wrapping the set and and getting on set again? I have no idea. Two years? Th- I don't even know. Two or three years. But uh, just like I said with this, it felt like nothing. There was no rust. There was no nothing. It was like okay, we could just pick this up at any point. It was. So. It's easy to get re- to fall right back into character. Usually, if you're doing a movie, you got to spend a lot of time with your character and figure out where you're going. We knew where we were, yeah. so it and was it's all, it was all on the page, though. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was one of the last Most things I had for you. When you have all these cameos and these different guys coming in, is it hard to tell them if you're not getting exactly what you want out of them out of the gate? Is it hard to tell a Snoop Dogg or a Tom Brady, no, don't do this, I need this? Is that a hard thing to do? I mean, with any actor or star, you. You want to find a way that you can communicate with them where they don't feel you're insulting them, you know. So I think I never really I mean, we never really had any problems with anyone. We had one star who came on who was like, yes. it was bizarre. I don't even know if you remember who I'm yes. talking about, but she wouldn't even read off camera oh, lines. But, uh, OK, I was guessing oh, someone else. Also, too, also too, the about. thing about athletes is that, you know, they they most of them know they're not actors, so they're not offended by it. It's not like we're saying, hey, you got to watch it. You gotta keep your eye on the receivers. Yeah, right. Yeah. He busted out an impression what? of me out of know. nowhere after the first Did time he? that I met. Wow. Yeah, I show up nice. at goal. I didn't even know he was gonna be there. We start drinking. He does an impression with me. So with Kevin, you, really? you, you get the call to read for Andre. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like this is something I want to do? Are you, are you are you on the fence? What's walk me through? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah, good one. I had no idea he had it. Usually somebody lets you know I'm working right. on an impression. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Kevin surprises oh, well, you all the time. But, but okay, so listen. So he, Robbie's a good sport. He takes it. You takes have it to. for a while. Yeah. And then one day uh, he, sn- he, he snaps and he finds, <laughs> finds a loophole. So no, let's talk about that. Yes, that I want to get into. So he's doing this impression to me, and I say, all right, I got to get this bastard back. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to rewatch Entourage for the 10th time. And I'm going to look for him to do something wrong, for him to fuck up somewhere. Took him to get to season eight. You probably could have found something sooner than that. <laughs> what he would do is it, this I didn't he use. He doesn't like the way I drink when beers. When he sips the beer, it's like he's not even drinking it's it. It's like this. Oh, it we're drinking the, it. But it was such a quick little sip. What I don't oh, I've, I've seen that. I've, yeah, 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 that's good. It's the quickest like, little. It's like he's getting to know the beer. Yeah. Getting to know the beer. It's like he's sipping like a wine. He's like a tough 
Long Island kid, but he's got these weird germaphobes. He goes, we talked about this in the pilot. I told him to get water, and he goes to the filtered little, like, stem <laughs> thing. I'm like, dude, you're from Queens. Like, <laughs> either stick your head under the faucet or just take it from the main I'm side. like, no, he's like, Kevin, you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, Kev, you, you didn't like to commit to a big eating scene, too. So well, if I mean, he's doing that, an eating that, scene, he would take a very small bite of No, I, I, I picked a practical food is what <laughs> I would do. First episode, Usually he actually has a full thrilled. sandwich on his plate. He had maybe took one bite out of the sandwich. Yeah, that's it, you know, but. Let's talk, the about the let's, talk the about the, so let's talk about the club. So it gets to the A season final episode where E is getting ready to go move in with Sloan at a whim. He's packing up the office, and while he's packing it up, I finally find something. Instead of taking the whole bag to pack up, he takes the putter. <laughs> It's the most ridiculous. Yeah, but at least he, take the drive. He couldn't lift. He couldn't lift the whole yeah, bag. Yeah, he I just, got people to move the club. Uh, I didn't notice. But that. I but need my go-to did, putter. Why did you do that? Because I needed my go-to putter. It, it would make sense. Okay. Okay. Gonna okay. move okay. everything else. I have a set of clubs in New York, but I need my good. So you made a choice. So, so, so I grabbed Kevin, putter. you're a golfer. If you're gonna take a club, you take the driver. Uh, I don't know a putter. If, if, if it you got a putter that's working, you got a magic, hot putter. That's the most important. If you got a hot putter. Bag, right? got a hot if putter. somebody walks in your line when you're playing, do you get upset? Do you say something? If they walk step in my line, line, if they step in your line, oh, oh. If, if you're getting ready to putt, I'll make so a comment, but I I don't really get mad because it doesn't you could really do make it, that. Mad. You could do it. I'll be like, I just walk it, in my line. By the way, it <laughs> by the way, it depends how he's playing. I've seen him mad on the golf course, and we haven't played that much. We had during the writer's strike, Kevin and I played. Pretty regularly, a lot of know? golf, yeah. And I had not really played before that, so we started getting into it. But yeah. uh, we had a nice battle out there. Battle. I gave him a stroke a hole, eighteen strokes you out take there. Him? He got me on, on eighteen. It came down to the final hole. Sandbagger. I, was I made par. <laughs> Sandbagger. And he made a par, which was so a birdie for it. him. We're gonna get out on the golf course now. Yes. Well, again, guys, victory the podcast coming out. I'm so happy that you guys did it. Like I said, a lot of people. Want to hear from you? We're on all streaming platforms. Am I right, Connor? We're on all streaming yeah. platforms. All streaming platforms. <laughs> Kevin Find hates that question, Google by the way. It pisses him off. It's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Google Play. We're getting a lot I of mean, questions. How do we get to see? I, I, I mean, that's a this. weird question to me. Like, yeah. where do, I don't know. Look on your iPhone and press the podcast. But yeah. I, uh, it's a crazy. By the way, if you ask Kevin, this has been twenty years of knowing him. If you ask him a question that he finds obvious, like the anger that can trigger, <laughs> like, like, what kind of fucking yeah. question? He's is got this? a like, fire that I mean, burns just, deep. That's all right. You know, just. Tell the people where yeah. they can get the podcast. He's Google definitely Google. edgier, well, edgier you, than E for yeah. sure. Meanwhile, you called me 14 times. Like, I had to list them out. Norwood had to go make a whole bunch of You wouldn't of giant answer lists. me. People keep texting me on the thing. Where can we hear the podcast? And then every time you, I say it to him, he says the same thing. What a stupid question. Then he, <laughs> then he has to write, no, I don't mean you. I mean anyone who's asking it. <laughs> well, let me rephrase that. If you want to listen to Victory, the podcast, look at the fuck up. Yeah, it's exactly. All fucking Wherever streaming. you find podcasts. Kevin Connolly <laughs> says <laughs> it's obvious where it is. If you can't figure Figured out, you're dumb. Hey, wherever you go for Joe Rogan, that's or, where you go. Or whoever, <laughs> The Sopranos, you find the Victory Podcast. You guys are well, Instagram, best. too. You just hit it on the top yeah. of your page right there. Swipe up. By the way, swipe up. Kevin Dillon learned about swipe up an hour ago. The guy didn't have a cell phone until 2018, I swear. I mean, that's, that's false. <laughs> or well, in 2016, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If you need Kevin Dillon on Cameo, we could do that, too. Yes, you can. Give yes, Kevin Dillon on Cameo. A little shout out, a little happy birthday, a little whatever. Anything. Yeah. I, may, I may call you for my birthday. All you right. guys are an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Thanks, Looking forward Thank to you. the Thanks, podcast. Bro. Great. Awesome. Yeah, this great doing great. This is great. Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Oh, Bubba.
Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? 